Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Let's do an old school sound check. What did you guys have for breakfast today? Fruit and coffee. That's what I eat every morning for breakfast, I feel like. <laughs> I had toast, but we don't have a toaster. So you just have to put the bread in the oven under the broiler. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a toaster is not That's that so much. so funny. You use the whole oven for one piece of bread. <laughs> You could have a toaster within a half hour. I'll dude. buy you it's a toaster pretty... as a present. It's, yeah. it's not about the money. It's about the counter space. <laughs> dude, Stan- Stanley's got an extra toaster. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now I have two toasters. Only one to go. <laughs> you don't know, like, I'm imagining now a situation where you make toast for yourself and then Ryan wants toast later and has to make her own. And <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> You got to fire up the old kiln. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and captain of the Coalition for Reason, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin James, state senator. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Guys, you're arguing over a 1 in 16 chance (laughs) of a prize worth... 40 bucks. I'm 15,000 bucks, Oscar. Yeah, shut it, Oscar. (laughs) I guess you could say I'm still in costume. I'm a rational consumer. Have you seen my costume? I'm a rational consumer. I present to you the rational consumer. As it were. As it were. were. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, character profile of... Oscar Martinez, a.k.a. Bacchus God of Wine, C-SPAN, Oscar Mayer Wiener Lover, Oscar the Homosexual Accountant, and Actually. And Big O. Big O. That's what Luke calls him. Luke calls him. Oh, yeah, there you go. Here you go, Big O. See, I got to record all those. Luke gives everyone a nickname, doesn't Mm -hmm. he? he Oh, yeah. Daryl Hannah, Venus. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, I am uh, I am so excited to talk about Oscar today. How how about you guys? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a character profile that we we've uh, I I feel like it hasn't jumped to the top of the list. We haven't really been clamoring to do Oscar. I think it was like all right, let's do a character profile next. Who haven't we profiled yet, uh, or who haven't we discussed? And uh, Oscar was one at the top of the list. But I think we agree that in preparing for this episode, like I had a, a lot of fun actually. Like I think this is going to be a really uh, Fun one, season four, episode one, uh, to do. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Oscar is kind of, you know, one of the backbones of the show. He's there from the pilot to the finale, uh, played by Oscar Nunez, um, who is a Cuban-American actor, not Mexican. Uh, he came up in Groundlings, which is a Los Angeles improv troupe. Before The Office, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, 24, Malcolm in the Middle, Reno 911. The Italian Job, oh, if you remember yeah. that movie. Um, he's in the and Italian the, Job, huh? He, he's a security guard in the Italian Job. Actually, if you <laughs> if you look at his IMDb, he's played a security guard several times. But um, the Italian was, Job's the movie where they're just like driving Mini Coopers around. It's Mark just a Wahlberg commercial and, for for BMW Mini Cooper. Right. Okay. <laughs> Most F is in it. There's <laughs> a remake. Fair. It's a remake of a movie it from is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from the sixties. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the most interesting uh, thing I could find from, Os- from Oscar's past before The Office was that he was Adam Carolla's stand-in on The Man Show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like a, sta- like, 
like a, a like stand when, in for stunts or for when like, Adam if he was sick. yeah when Adam Carolla's backstage getting his makeup touched up, Oscar comes out and sits on the couch so that they can light and uh, adjust focus and all that type of stuff. Wow! So it's like they, they always pick stand-ins who you know are about the same height or you know have the same hair or something. They like have that. a similar head shape. I feel like. I think so. Yeah, for sure. I see it now. Yeah. They both have that thick, beautiful Chicano hair, as Kevin calls it. Yeah, they're both smug gay Mexicans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oscar Martinez, although the victim of so many harmful stereotypes, is always resilient, confident, and almost never takes shit from anybody, especially Michael Scott. He takes some stuff. He does take some stuff. He takes that doll as if Michael spent a lot of time making it. And that is some shit, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. His presence really grows over the course of the show. He, he starts as such a small background character who's only referenced occasionally. He steps in to kind of explain what's going on or pose questions to Michael, but he really isn't developed much until we get through the second season into the third. Um, but his presence grows so much near the end of the show, especially with yeah. Angela and the senator, his relationship with Kevin um, becomes a bigger uh, dynamic as well. But he is really like such a perfect part of the ensemble. Yeah. And he's he's a character that that doesn't you can't really trace his DNA that much back to the BBC office, at least nothing I can think about versus mm. someone like Kevin is is a is, is basically Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's right. interesting is who, who Keith is in the BBC office um obviously kevin sort of strays from that and i feel like oscar takes a little piece of who keith is and sort of becomes that which is a little more dry a little more of the straight man a little more of like okay we need like they need somebody else in the office who's not silly and zany and is sort of more of a grounded just sort of hardwood that that jokes bounce off of and who's there to be like guys what is going on here right now the hardwood uh, underneath the carpet that Oscar tears up. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> twice. Yes, twice. Um, and and he's just he's such a he's such a necessary ingredient in the cocktail that that makes up the show. Um, as as he says, you know, when when Jim and Pam are on their honeymoon, he's he's part of the coalition for reason, and right. it's it's a very very needed backbone in the office. Yeah, I think. I mean. I think maybe one of the first one of Oscar's first real moments in the show is Diversity Day when, um, you know, uh, Michael's asking him to talk about his his Mexican heritage. Um, And then Michael says, uh, you know, that he himself is three fifteenths Native American or something. I think that's the right uh, fraction. And uh, Oscar's quick to be like, that fraction doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of where Oscar is for the rest of the show he's there to say like you know that uh that what you're saying doesn't make any sense michael well yeah there's very few quotes from oscar that are on the surface jokes or when oscar's trying to be funny it almost never happens i think like one of the this drop i played i present to you the rational consumer as it were that little, as it were, is one of the most like, hey, I'm being funny. And we yeah. almost never see that from Oscar throughout the entire show. It's just not his role. He really but- is the voice of reason, I think. And, and in a way that he, he he kind of helps propel episodes along. I'm thinking in um, in healthcare, uh, when he speaks up to Michael about the plan that Dwight's chosen, he says it's basically a pay decrease. Or mm-hmm. in email surveillance in season two, where he says, Michael, what's going on? Are you looking at our email? There's... Yeah, Oscar Oscar chimes in with these sort of statements to kind of help um, move the plot forward, and he is a voice of reason, and he and he almost is speaking for the rest of the characters in mm-hmm. the office that, like all of those who aren't Jim or Pam that don't speak up so much early in the show. Yeah, or the the surplus when he's like, "What's twenty percent of?" <laughs> Like it calls Michael out on the right. spot. <laughs> yeah. And they and they make uh and eventually it becomes something that they make fun of with right. the whole actually thing, with the China episode, um, with the rational consumer thing that you were talking about, Alex. Yeah. Um, but so many of the jokes around Oscar are, are are jokes that are either made, they're almost bounced off of Oscar. Mm-hmm. A lot of Michael uh being offensive or insensitive, and a lot of the other characters. I, I it's so funny when other, ever another character says, Shut up, Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. We're it's, not very standing up or making a principled stance. It's funny because yeah. everyone considers him like, oh, he's the smartest person in the office. 
but that label comes with zero respect from anyone in the office. It's not like that makes him valuable to anyone. It's just like, oh, Oscar's the smartest. He's a little insufferable, though. Like, yeah, uh, there's no extra value that he gives with that. Um, Yeah, he he is extremely intelligent, well read. I mean, we see it in trivia, too, when he (laughs) goes to. um, Aesop's foibles. Uh, the bar in Philly. Yeah, Aesop's foibles. I hate that trivia team name. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and and the Finer Things Club. Um, you know, he's a prominent member of the Finer Things Club. So it's he's a very, um, I mean, far and away the most uh, well-read, intelligent member of of the office. I I would say. I would agree. I would agree. And it's, you know, we get some characters that even resent that sometimes. And um, yeah, they don't, they don't really enjoy Oscar's presence. I think a lot of, a lot of people in the office are probably a little bit put off by him because he, he tends to, uh, he's not divisive. That's not the right word. I'm just thinking about the, the whole debate of whether Hillary Swank is hot or not. And Oscar really (laughs) takes that one to heart. Yeah. It's not hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the uh, looks of, on their faces is almost like exasperation or can you believe this yes yeah, yeah. And, and you yeah. know to use to use a a term for the younger generation i would say oscar is not chill very <laughs> not chill probably a tough hang i can't imagine hanging out with oscar um he could be fun though i, I mean be okay depending there's what definitely you do. times when oscar is very fun business trip <laughs> when he's that, yeah. hanging out with uh I guess you gotta get a, a few apple teenies in him. A couple first, Long but... Island iced teenies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, don't call her. Oh my god, don't call her. <laughs> yeah, that part is <laughs> that's you will thank me when they spank thee. Don't Andy, don't do this. That yeah, that moment like that's the most fun we see Oscar having. Well, I get there's a few different moments too. I mean he obviously the costume contest. Yeah. The way he holds himself when he walks down as the yeah. rational consumer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, of I course, am Bacchus God of Wine. Bacchus God of Wine. <laughs> At Even, Robert California's pool party. But those are, you know, those are outliers, those moments. What we see more yeah. often is something in, like, murder, uh, when he's coming in with just bad news in the middle of literally a game that he's there, yeah. to, he's there to disrupt and ruin a game with the news that we're probably closing. And even when he's even when Michael's like, "What? What's this Yankee accent? This is Savannah." And we see yeah. Oscar uh, try to do an accent and have fun, but even that comes from a place of anguish. And he doesn't <laughs> disdain, and he, he does it for a minute. He's like, "Where's Plantation? No one greenbacks." And then he gives up, and he's just like, "I can't do this." Like he's not even he doesn't even want to play along. <laughs> Michael, please. Michael, yeah, and he's like, "Phyllis, I, I I need to explain this, but." That's what makes Oscar so valuable is it be it that or when he's trying to explain this third plus to Michael or he's trying to explain why Michael shouldn't be buying magic sets. Like he's the <laughs> character that the writers deploy when they need to explain to the audience like what's going on in this episode very plainly. And even that when Michael's mm. like, explain this like you would to a five year old. Yeah. <laughs> and Oscar yeah. does like you're yeah. running a lemonade stand and mommy and daddy give you ten dollars, you know, and it's like. That's what he's Next there to year, do. And, and, six. And, yeah. And so <laughs> when he's paired with Michael, the two of them just make for a really, really strong team in terms of just like story structure that we get in the episodes sometimes of like there's the two of them. There's literally a moment. There's a moment in um, Launch Party when they, when Michael is telling them that he got all the pizza mm-hmm. and he says, you know, pizza by Alfredo and they all, they're all upset. And, uh, he's like, what's going on? And then Kevin starts to speak up and he goes, Oscar, tell him. And he yeah. says, there's a big difference in these pizza places, both in uh, the quality of ingredients and an in overall taste. <laughs> like Kevin <laughs> gets upset and just diverts to, he, yeah. uh, he, he just goes to Oscar immediately. Oscar, <laughs> tell him. I love, oh my gosh. I mean, the, the Kevin Oscar dynamic is so funny. What's it when, um, when, uh, uh, Kevin, when everyone knows about Angela and Dwight and Kevin's trying to like lay a joke on, like uh, tease her about it. He's like, I did a really whorish job filling out this form. <laughs> and uh, Oscar, like, oh no, what was it? The, his Oscar, first attempt. Oscar says, yeah, that was good. It's just that that second part didn't also refer to Angela and Dwight. And he like says it, he like leans in and says it so quietly. It's just that the second part didn't, that wasn't actually applicable what's going on <laughs> yeah so there 
there is a, an element of fun when Oscar and Kevin get to team up and joke about Angela where uh, they, they, they uh, I'm thinking of in product recall when uh, she says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're both such jerks. And, and they're both like, you said it, you said it, you said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making fun Still of her for not it. being Still able to apologize yeah, yeah. for not being good at customer service. Yeah. <laughs> they also That's have right. like, uh, yeah, their dynamic Oscar and Kevin, it's a little like, like a, it's like a, the little mob boss and his big henchman. That's how I look at Oscar <laughs> yeah. and Kevin sometimes when there's like, yeah. like, like Oscar is so smart and like, and that's, that's, that's that moment, uh, Edwin, that you referenced me. He's like, tell him Oscar. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have the intelligence to say this right away. You do it. And he's ready I to go. I love in the return in season three, when Oscar comes back and there's a lot of tension because he's finally coming back and he says, hello to everyone. And he's shaking hands and waving. And then mm-hmm. he goes back to sit down at his desk and Kevin says, Hey Oscar, how was your vacation? And then he goes, that's very funny, Kevin. He goes, yeah, I thought I like two seconds after you left. And then he gives him a fist bump and they're just back. Yep. You know, clearly Kevin, it. Kevin is, is, is laughing and having fun, but he's happy to have Oscar back. And he, instantly gives him the bump like i think that was a that's a great moment and we see angela being disgusted with kevin a lot but not so much oscar there's not nearly as many moments which is funny because if you were to really think of polar opposites within the office you think kevin and oscar i mean they're just completely on different ends in terms of their general (laughs) demeanor how they talk about stuff how they act in the world Mm -hmm. Uh, there are two instances that i can think of one of oscar being upset with angela it's in conflict resolution season two where uh, he overhears yeah that's what michael overhears um and that's one of the big things about and then oscar has to make the poster into it or they make it the the poster into a t-shirt that oscar wears uh and then the other one is in casual friday in season five where angela says i don't want to see oscar's toes work gross yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well, I don't. Um, I, I mean, I guess I don't. I guess I meant we don't see Oscar treating Kevin poorly. That that ah, that makes that, sense. That's yeah. more what I meant. Where we see Angela does it all the time, but yes. it's funny. That, yeah, that like uh, that Kevin and Oscar have this little bond. Um, there, there's a great moment where uh, Angela is trying to offer the olive branch to Oscar, and she says, "Do you want to join the party planning committee?" And Oscar yeah. says, "The committee with all the women." And Kevin just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> And Angela's trying to make up for the fact that she was pretty cruel to Oscar, actually, especially after she found out that he was gay. Certain people um, with certain situations and certain things. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Angela attempting to be diplomatic is always funny. Uh, just when she's just so openly talking about someone but not actually saying their name. It happens a few times. Right. <laughs> um, I think the other big bucket that the other, or the, I guess the other role that Oscar is unfortunately cast in a lot in this show is is the target of a lot of bigotry, uh, be it just generally people talking about his either being Mexican or being gay. And yep. a lot of the show, I mean, that's unfortunately Oscar just has to deal with that constantly. Um, right. And f- I mean, a show like The Office, I mean, for the time period it came out in to have a couple seasons before revealing that Oscar's gay, dealing with that, being outed by Michael, and then the evolution by the end of the episode where it's just not even, people don't really even talk about it anymore, or it's not even brought up as like, in sort of the bigoted way that it is early on, right. um, is a pretty cool sort of arc for Oscar over the over the course of the show, and sort of all the characters, that just kind of fading away, that it's just like no one even cares about it anymore. It is funny how it's like, before gay witch hunt oscar really is just he's not a stereotypical like flamboyant gay character right mm-hmm. at least for those first at least that seasons. we see on tv a lot yeah 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 that's what i mean exactly yeah. and and um and it is funny too like it makes you think they tried to do a couple of things with oscar like there was supposed to be um they edited part of Booze Cruise out where he was supposed to be a really mean drunk. Right. That's yeah. right. Um, uh, so that would have been before Gay Witch Hunt. So, you know, I wonder, too, if they found this later on and decided to go this route. He dresses as a woman for Halloween in season two. And um, Michael says, like, showing your true colors or something like that. Or, bet, you wore, bet, you wish, bet you wish you wore a dress every day, huh? Right. And what, are you, what are you implying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that was if they knew then that that's where they were heading, but uh, but it does make you think about that. 
that they uh, that they maybe decided that waited until season three to decide that. I don't know, um, but uh, but yeah, gay witch hunt. I mean, it's such an important episode for Oscar. We get uh, the improvised kiss, <laughs> 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 which I did on Office Ladies. He was on there talking about uh, talking about that, like just <laughs> the play by play of everything going on in his head as Steve Carell is like because I think they were supposed to hug, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. And then they, they go to unhug, but Steve Carell keeps him in the embrace and he yeah. goes, I'm going to raise the stakes here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> uh, really, really incredible stuff. But that mm-hmm. that moment, I think, plays into probably Oscar Nunez's biggest strengths, or at least the one that I can see, which is he never breaks. Uh, and I could see he was probably that dude was probably an assassin at like the groundlings, like improv, like that guy. Totally. There's that, there's the one blooper reel. I don't know which season, but it's, it's the one where Andy's going like this. It's season seven. That's the seminar. Season seven <laughs> and Oscar breaks and everyone reacts of like, that's the first time Oscar's broken in seven seasons of doing the show. As far as yeah, Ed Helms like takes Ed Helms takes a bow. Yeah, yeah. In that blooper, yeah. Uh, the the he other one, puts, <laughs> Ed oh, yeah. Helms puts his fingers up his nose, like yeah. by his nose. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's right. There's one other instance where we see Oscar breaking in the bloopers, and I believe it's in season eight, where Andy is manager, and the premise is that Phyllis is listening to Fifty Shades of Grey on her iPod. Yes, oh, and they're they're all in Andy's office, and I think. I remember someone says Phyllis is masturbating and Oscar breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, Whoa, did you break? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to think that there's one actor that is so good at not breaking. Yeah. I, and that's, I think that's pretty reflective of the energy he brings as his character into the cast too, of just like within people who work in the office, Oscar is not joking around. He's not really, he doesn't have, he's sort of eye roll. He doesn't have time for these, the the pranks and the stunts and all this stuff. He's just like, I'm here to do my job. Um, but he gets roped into a lot of stuff, that being said. Um, I, did, I did just realize that I made a mistake. Uh, I think we do know that Oscar is gay before Gay Witch Hunt. Uh, the Secret. Oh, we do, yeah. Yeah. The Secret, yes. That's when we learn that he and uh, and Gil are together when he is playing, playing hooky from Spring Cleaning Day. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Enjoy. Gil knows. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. But again, that's, you know, uh, like Oscar's romantic life is is early on is just sort of something for Michael to make fun of. You know, it's really insulting. And it's just like, man. Um, and even when they show up at like Pam's art show and it's 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 I don't know, there's just some weird vibes. And maybe well, a lot of that's just Gil. We don't like we, Gil's doesn't seem like a very enjoyable person at all. I think we learn later on in the show that 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 wasn't a very good relationship and mm-hmm. and yes yeah, certainly that moment where we see see Gil uh talking smack mm-hmm. about Pam's art um he doesn't seem like a very nice uh positive person um but Motel uh, art the way he says that is so <laughs> it's gross I know. yeah well on van gogh's first try he created the hands of the peasants what, <laughs> yeah. what are you saying that real art takes courage and honesty and oscar says well, those aren't things that Pam has a lot of. Those yeah, aren't those aren't Pam's strong suits. Very, very, yeah. yeah, those aren't Pam's strong suits. Those are, yeah, yeah. Really, really savage. Yeah. Um, but later, uh, when we get the balloon drop uh, in the warehouse, uh, Oscar's like, I was still with Gil, you know, like, think about oh, yeah. that relationship. I think that's what he says. Something like I think that. he says, We were so happy. Does he? Really? There's a, in beach games. He says, if either one of these guys, Dwight and Andy are, wrestle, are sumo wrestling. And he goes, if either of these guys becomes manager, I'm moving, I'm transferring to Albany. Gil can come if he wants. Yeah, I've been I looking know. for a way to get out of that relationship yeah, anyway. Right. Thank you. Yes. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yes. But yeah, the balloon, he does reference Gil. Uh, there's another moment where Oscar says, Angela thinks I can cross over. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, but that, uh, and that's, that's the stuff I like with, with sort of Oscar sexuality as the show evolves is, is, is it's just like, it's, it's becomes just not even it, like for him and the whole Senator, that whole thing where there's just characters talking about Oscar and his relationships, the way all the other characters have had for the whole show and people are rooting yeah. for him and they're dissecting yeah. it. And they're when he's, you know, when he gives Oscar his number and then Jim's like, I'm sure he's just trying to get a voter and they go, they have that whole exchange. It's just, it's just yeah. great. Uh, or, or what about uh, in um, gossip when uh, Andy thinks he might be gay? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Oscar's like, 
I don't know. I don't know. You might be gay. <laughs> I think uh, what's the quote? It's like uh, I have it Oscar here. is. He says, what exactly is my responsibility here to comfort insecure heterosexual yeah, men? Right. That can't possibly fall to me. <laughs> and it's it's like I, it's great. I love that those messages are happening on like a major network TV show uh, for the time. It was is awesome. Yeah. He is often burdened with uh, with insecure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Characters, uh, male characters in the office or uh, or or uh, I'm even thinking of when now I'm just thinking when Pam is trying to figure out what's going on in the windowless building that she thinks is a bathhouse. Right. Oh, yeah. oh my She's, gosh. I'm never going to find out what's in there. No. <laughs> never um, mind. But in addition to that moment with Andy, there's that uh, cold open where Michael calls in Oscar and, and asks him about his colonoscopy. And he I was just going to say that. To make it <laughs> and more Oscar, pleasurable for me or Dr. Chandri. <laughs> Oscar just like hangs his head. And just gets up. It's not even worth it. It's just like, <laughs> think about just the years and years and years of abuse that Michael's had. Cause like Michael has like this middle school comprehension of homosexuality. And even though it's very earnest when he's asking, he has Oscar to ask about the colonoscopy. Like it's not happening. Like Michael's just dumb. Like that's just all that's happening there. Yeah. Um, but like Oscar's patience with Michael is is kind of astounding throughout the course of the show. Yeah, he shows he shows uh, that compassion at the beginning where he says, "Oh, what's what's going on?" Like he shows that genuine care for Michael, and then Michael proceeds to totally go off the rails. Well, Michael, <laughs> or Michael about, pushes him too far. What, I mean, several yeah. times, and we we or, do get a couple of outbursts. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, si, senor, that's offensive. <laughs> he, and, but, and, and Oscar's. <laughs> Oscar's response is just like that's offensive. Like, yeah. No, like not just... in a roast. <laughs> the uh, the other version of that is in season seven. And insulting and small. <laughs> the other version of that is in season seven, uh, the ultimatum when Holly comes back, and uh, or maybe it's classic Christmas. Mm-hmm. But Holly comes back and Michael and Holly are interacting for the first time in a long time. Like, oh, are these shooters like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Oscar God. does a lot of deadpans to the camera that are very funny. Very um, good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. When he comes back to his his welcome back party, and it's just like too soon. When he walks <laughs> in with Gil. Yeah, the, the, the Christmas the party. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's just great. There's uh, a really great. Parati! Parati! <laughs> 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 that's really good. There's a small moment in. Uh, in cocktails in season three, when uh, Michael comes in wearing the the like maroon shirt and it too tight, way, way too, too tight. tight. Yeah, yeah. And he, says, he says it's a European cut, and he says it just looks bad. And Oscar gets up and he goes, "This is why I'm here," yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves the room. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, I- so many moments. Michael just subconsciously throws Oscar. <laughs> under the bus, I suppose, or I maybe that's the wrong phrase, but he he just is offensive without even thinking about. He just it. uses Oscar all the time. Oh, definitely. He, whether it's for the butt of a joke or it's like I need Oscar's knowledge on this. Like no matter what, he just taps Oscar when he needs him to either be funny or to learn something or try to learn something. Well, that's a that's an interesting point. What about um, what about the uh, shareholders meeting when um, when Michael brings mm-hmm. Oscar, hoping that you know? I, I mean, I guess. At, at first, it's really just to fill the limousine. But, um, you know, as the episode goes on, Michael is encouraging Oscar to stand up and speak, uh, speak truth to power. And Oscar doesn't do it. Um, yeah, and, he, really, uh, he really fades in that moment. Right, right. He's got a lot of opinions. We see it a lot. And then when he is brought into the room with all the with the CEO and the share and the and the um executive uh, branch of Dunder Mifflin, he, he just kind of says, I, I'm sure we're in the best hand, capable hands or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and leaves it's um, and it's Michael's really disappointed in Oscar in that moment. That's right. It, it, it comes up a few other times. I would say like with Robert Lipton, certainly, you know, uh, Oscar doesn't stand up for himself. Uh, he even needs Kevin to stand up for himself at one point with Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, when when he's used as a prop uh, for for Robert during a campaign party, um, w- any other times that you guys can think of? I mean, it's it. We just think of Oscar so as as such a courageous, um, confident 
person, but there's a few times where he can't stand up to authority. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the shareholder meeting is the biggest example of that. And on one hand, I think you can view Oscar as a like a foil or a reflection for Michael, where Michael is someone who is uh, never hesitant to speak up or to voice his ideas, even when he doesn't have ideas or know what he's mm-hmm. talking about. Right. Um, and Oscar is someone with a vast, uh, you know, this this base of knowledge but when given the moment he's he's reluctant to speak up or to put himself in that situation um even still even as uh in the lead up to that andy is saying why don't you get in line and he doesn't want to get in line he says oh and lose my job so there's an element of that sort of fear with oscar but you you can tell he's kind of using it as, a, as an as an excuse to not have to speak up yeah um, and and especially when compared with michael who is who has kind of unbound confidence and the fact that he's not very smart means he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Whereas Oscar is very smart and intelligent and he knows what he doesn't know, which mm-hmm. means he knows that, oh, if I say this, I might lose my job or the other. He's he's able to actually process all the different implications of his actions, whereas Michael doesn't. And he just sort of says it and does whatever he feels versus o- Oscar is very intelligent. And he's able to, like, you know, think about what might happen if I do X, Y, Z. Um, it's right. um Dunning Kruger effect. Yes. You familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. Although at the same time, I wonder if that's, uh, if it's almost, it, it gives Oscar the, the opportunity to rebound from that at the end of the show. So when Oscar in the finale is campaigning <laughs> to be a state Senator and he's sitting in Daryl's old office um, and he's talking about what the Senator promised to do and, isn't going to do. And I think he says, uh, he promised to stop sign by that Arby's and he says, and I want to know where in the name of horsey sauce is it. Uh, <laughs> but there, uh, on one hand, he, he overcomes, um, having to like been in a secret affair, I suppose, or he's, he's showing how much happier and better off he is, but he's also showing himself using that wealth of knowledge to serve the public good. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by not speaking up, in season six, it gives us something that he has to kind of um, circle back on or get resolution for uh, yeah. at the end of his journey. Which, which is like, as far as the as far as the writers um, telling a character story over the whole season. I mean, Oscars is is very multi dimensional and complex and interesting, and like where he starts and ends up is is awesome. I mean, I think that's genius to have him, you know, running for office um, by the end of the show because it does seem he's like destined for something like that. Like he is. Right. He does seem like, dude, what are you doing at this company? And he says that early on. He's like, you know, I'm a I'm an accountant at a at a failing paper supply company in Scranton, much like yeah. Sir Ian McKellen. Like he's right. He's yeah, very right. self aware of who he is right. and he's almost ashamed that he works at Dunder Mifflin. And I think he lashes out at people sometimes because he's dealing with that shame. But eventually, mm. yeah, after at the end of the show, he's he channels it into something really positive. It's interesting to compare him to a character like Jim, who is similarly capable um, and does show shades of ambition uh, as the show progresses. And Jim obviously takes that in different directions with the co-manager, with his relationship with David Wallace, with joining the startup in in the end of season eight and season nine, um, or maybe it's just season nine. But that whole sort of one thing that Jim has to kind of reckon with the show has to kind of reckon with is Jim's ambition and how that lines up with his ability, because he clearly shows that he's overqualified to be there. But for Oscar, it's much more subtle the way that he shows that perhaps he's overqualified for being uh, at the company or that he has more to contribute. Um, And he doesn't show that ambition until the very end, which is a really interesting thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, I think there's something to, I mean, you know, it makes you wonder like, could Oscar be head accountant of, under Mifflin like how would he handle that position and like I wonder if you know he would rather be second in command so that he does it he can just kind of sit back and be like oh, she's doing a terrible job you know just kind of like how we see him do it with the shareholders me- meeting or with Pam's artwork he kind of sometimes would rather just like hang in the back of the bus and and talk smack about about everybody instead yeah. of putting himself out there and uh, and being responsible for for making things better. I was going to say, you know, we're we're really uh, polishing a lot of 
of Oscar's bright spots right now, but a lot of the times, let's not forget, Oscar's a dick. He can be such a dick. Like, <laughs> he is capable. He can make so many side comments and even noises. He makes this noise a few times throughout the show of just like, ugh. Like he he kind of <laughs> has that. And where Dwight? Where Dwight? <laughs> Seems you already know. That, the way he where? covers his mouth. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that exchange. I rewatched that today. It's it, uh, it's so patient that moment. It's so where. Where Dwight? <laughs> Teams you already know. Uh, but like, I, or, or even the whole microwave situation with Pam, he makes some very snide oh, yeah. comments. Uh, right. He's just, he just can do that kind of sided, like, really Pam or really Jim. Like, yeah. I, I don't buy it. And he just can be really mean in that way. Yeah. I think after the beach games, uh, he's like, hey, Pam, I need to tell you something. I just really miss our friendship. And then everyone laughs in the yeah. break room. Yeah. Or like, uh, I mean, yeah, he could just be so yeah, he could just be so sassy, too. I, I was just watching um, AARM um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's uh, he's got Angela living with in his closet, in a gay oh, man's yeah. closet. <laughs> um, and uh, and they're like taking care of Philip together, which is just su- it's such a bizarre episode. Uh, but um, she's like dressing Philip and he's like saddle shoes with denim. I will call child services. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. <laughs> uh, the moment I think happened to me. Ah! Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the moment where Oscar might be at his meanest is when they're in Niagara, and uh, Pam's sister thinks that uh, Kevin is Gil. Mm-hmm. He says, "You think I would be dating this?" Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's, cold, that's yeah. I think the worst uh, Oscar moment. Oh, you and know what? I I was saying Oscar's not mean to Kevin much, but that is a horrendous moment. Yeah, Kevin's Oscar, disgusting. I would be proud yeah. to be with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Austin, Kevin's so sweet, <laughs> although Kevin's made some mistakes too. Oh, yeah. you don't know about jail? You would love jail. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, and that all plays into I think what what. What, what we were saying earlier, which is like Oscar's Oscar's so smart and ambitious, but doesn't do anything about that. And I think it it builds up inside of him. And so mm-hmm. when he's someone's like, oh, you date Kevin. He's like, he thinks of himself as so much better than he is. And he's just yeah. disgusted with the idea that anyone would think him and Kevin are together, which is like, dude, come <laughs> on. Like, you're not you're not all you think you are, Oscar. Um, right. Uh, to, to me, there's a he has an exchange with Pam that I feel like is summarizes Oscar to me the best, which is when she's trying to neg- figure out her salary with Oscar. Mm, right. Right. Um, when she takes on the <laughs> office administrator role and they have 50 Oscar. Yeah. And, and Oscar's <laughs> making tea and there's, yeah, he's, there's just such a razor's edge with Oscar. And she's like 40. And he's like, good for you. And then it's like, you know, like, 50. 50. Yeah. And 50. Um. He's immediately not happy for her anymore. And he's like, what? Yeah. That's too much money. And then he just balances it back out. And it's like, that would, that seems to be what dealing with Oscar in real life would be like. You're just kind of trying to find his comfort zone, which is very, very thin, very small. There, there's a moment too. I don't even remember the context. I feel like I should, but where Oscar or Pam says, no, Oscar, this is not time for one of your principled stance. Stances. Um, or in the in the lover when um I was just gonna say Oh yeah, Oscar, how would you feel if uh or he says uh how would you feel if Michael was dating your mom and he says my mother's in a wheelchair? Yeah, he's so... he could still <laughs> never mind, I'm sorry. <laughs> he is yeah, he can be really self righteous. He can be very smug. I mean, it is true. I mean the whole thing with the in China, we haven't talked China. about that episode yet. Uh yeah. Of He's still so dis- he's just dismissive of people like making fun of Oscar. Like, oh, everyone knows Oscar's smarter than Michael, but it's fun to make fun of Oscar. And he's he can't really take the joke for a while. Um, I uh, I love when Kelly says, uh, "I have a question, Oscar. Could will you-, you move to the side so I can ask Michael?" Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay. Uh, and and it, you can just see how much it eats at Michael. We I mean we also get this when he's playing Scrabble and he lets. Aaron oh, yeah, fill in the, the final word and the oh, way he's my like, gosh. oh, I do it. No, I'm just kidding. And he's like doing the thing and he's kind of reaching. What does he say? Phone. I will have apoplexy. <laughs> I will have apoplexy if you get this wrong. And what does she play? She plays like ape. Ape. <laughs> he also put the cue, plays the cue there, sweetie. Just, just place the cue. And yeah. Pam says, you could have just told us what the word is. And he says, there's no theater in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. There's no theater in that. Oh, 
I, I usually don't the... enjoy the theater, but this is delightful. <laughs> I think on the flip side, there's another dynamic, um, which just kind of shows how nuanced Oscar can be, is where he tries to engage Oscar in the Nunez. world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he tries to engage in a more like intellectual way with the world around him, and it's kind of shut down. I'm thinking of in uh, After Hours in season eight when Val comes in or uh, um, Brandon comes in uh, with all the Jamaican food, mm-hmm. and uh, Oscar says, "Oh, Jamaica! Uh, you know, I've been hearing about the elections down there." And Brandon's like, "Oh no, I'm not Jamaican." Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or in the the Finer Things Club episode where um, Oscar is saying the themes really evoke. Uh, themes of, and then the microwave is going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. like, he, whenever he's trying to engage in that way, he shut he shut down quite a bit. Right. You wanna eat cat food with Kevin and not go to the hospital? That's fancy feast. Ultra feast is something they made up so they can pig out together in the name of ceremony. <laughs> what is October feast? <laughs> I do love uh, at the end of that episode in the delivery when Michael gets it or Oscar gets in a little barb at Michael where uh, <laughs> he says. Uh, <laughs> He's like, uh, Michael is asking about his go bag. He says, does anyone have a ruler? And he, Dwight has one that he won't use. And he, I, I don't remember the context. He says, do I need to bring a dictionary? And Oscar says, they'll have a dictionary. Bring a thesaurus. Yeah. And just, yeah. and then he, he gives a little like <laughs> looks side look to the camera, yeah. like a gym, gym moment. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. just messing with them. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's so good. Uh, well, um, what about, uh, what if, any other favorite moments for, for, Oscar Martinez. Um, I mean, uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just some of my other favorite moments. I, I, you know, again, him just kind of, you know, trying to to understand Michael and or make him a better person in uh, in job fair when uh, you know uh, uh, Michael's uh, talking about Pam and he's like, you know. I would never say this to her face. She's a wonderful, <laughs> very talented artist and a wonderful person. And Oscar's just like, why wouldn't you say that to her face? <laughs> uh, I got one at the end of, um, gosh, what, which episode is it? Um, it's in season seven where Michael, maybe it is the... It's it's in season seven when Michael goes through all of his former lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the cold sore, and at yeah. the, very, the the tag for that episode is Michael yes. and Dwight sitting in Michael's office. He says, "Oscar, you and I once sucked face uh, in in front of everyone in the office to uh, <laughs> to break down stereotypes about homosexuality, oh something, something along those lines." Yes, <laughs> and and Oscar says, "We were never lovers," yeah. uh, and he says, "So we need a place. We need a list of every uh, <laughs> a list of every man and location you've ever had sex with, or something yeah. along those lines." And, Democratic know, uh, National Convention, yeah. gas stations, <laughs> just electric like- car dealerships, uh, the woods behind the liquor store, the swamp behind the old folks' home, <laughs> hole, in, hole with the fence through it, moonlit gondola ride. <laughs> Uh, carriage ride through Central Park. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the electric car dealership there, which is reminds me that uh, our friend Will sent us a question, or uh, more of a comment of like, it's it's weird that Oscar drives an SUV. It doesn't seem to fit his character. We hmm. learned that he drives an SUV. Um, uh, I don't I don't remember exactly when, but we see him driving it. Uh, he gets the company car also as a part right. of the mm-hmm. the lawsuit with Dunder Mifflin. Right. So maybe he chose it's, an SUV then. Sometimes it pays to be gay. Right. <laughs> um, but it's funny because then it's like during the duel, he's like, oh, the, you know, the, uh, what's what's the electric car? I can't. The Prius? The pre- yeah, the Prius is selling at five miles <laughs> yeah. an hour. He deserves yeah, the right. He deserves yeah. the win. Like, yeah, and it's like, it's it's funny. They set Oscar up to drive a, a Prius or something, but now he's all SUV. We do get that short uh, period of time too, where he's biking to work, or it's really just a cold open, um, and he's got all he's fully outfitted with, uh, right. you know, yeah, he's Lance got Lance Armstrong's, Armstrong's bike. Yeah, Lance Armstrong's bike. He says, Andy, I literally can't wake up, to wake, uh, wait to wake up in the morning, and Pam is like, "All right, all right." Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like okay. I, "I feel like a tourist in my own town." Yeah, yeah, yeah. all those like, cliches. Okay, all right, dude, calm down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another, speaking of Oscar in the parking lot, a weird, weird Oscar moment is when he bashes in that car. Um, oh, yeah. For someone, and one for good measure. For someone who experiences bigotry himself, he sure passes it along to snowboarders in that moment when he's like, you know, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I bet, bet he, he doesn't leave, leave his, his weed in the car or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then proceeds to like completely bash out a car when the sunroof is open. Uh, it's very out of character, I thought, for Oscar to 
A, not realize the sunroof was open, and B, right. to do that extra hit. Like, I guess he had some anger to take out or something. I guess so. Against snowboarders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then doesn't take the dog when, when Jim's like, what do you say, Oscar? This is kind of your thing. You want a dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And Dwight steps I in. Also only local Nine. organic produce. <laughs> <laughs> that he says and he turns around to look at the rest of the conference room yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just uh, blank gazes I think there are a handful of moments where Michael just kind of uh, offhandedly insults Oscar I'm thinking of in uh, basketball where he says we'll save your talents come baseball season my friend or whatever we need to box yeah. uh, in local ad when he says uh, okay Kelly we'll need you to do makeup and Oscar costumes yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, in new leads when he says, now we will all be kings. And then he puts his hand on Oscar's shoulder and queens. And Oscar just looks right into the camera. <laughs> or when uh, Michael is listing off all the, you know, it's at the end of uh, Wolf.com in season seven, where he's listing off all the characters in the deck. He's like, mm-hmm. Jim is my ace. Pam <laughs> yeah. is solid seven. Phyllis is my old maid. Dobie is the card that you throw away that comes with the deck. Uh, Oscar is my queen. Give me a hard one. That's what Oscar said. <laughs> Two queens on casino night. <laughs> I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. Um, or when Michael says, uh, that's what she said. Or he said. And uses it as a uh, as a moment to look very uh, evolved. Yeah, woke. Just doing, some, yeah. doing some virtue signaling there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good um, stuff. I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about it briefly, but I mean, just like you know, uh, between him and Angela and and uh, the senator, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a particularly uh, um, uh, bad moment for Oscar, I'd say, or just a, a time when he is not uh, not acting morally, and and uh, and that he thinks he's going to get away with it um, because yes. uh, you know they're spying on. Robert Lipton and uh, his phone rings um, and he thinks that Angela's not going to pick up on that. Even though Angela's very smart. Uh, of course, she figures it out um, in the target. She has um, Chris Gethard try to attack him with a with a pipe. And uh, at the end of that episode, after they kind of make up. <laughs> um, delivery for Oscar. Oscar's got, <laughs> yeah. Oscar's like, I didn't realize how many of Angela's opinions I agreed with until she tried to have my kneecap shattered for sleeping with her husband. <laughs> I love when uh, they're talking about how they're going to get outed on the, or that Robert will be uh, outed in the documentary when it airs, and they're having a conversation about it, and Oscar says, uh, the camera's caught us kissing on Halloween, and Angela slaps him, <laughs> says, he was dressed like Ronald Reagan, and Oscar <laughs> says, well, he kissed like Jack Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. That's a great one, dude. It is a it is an <laughs> odd thing to bring the those two characters closer together, but it really is very funny and and I think they did a good job with it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh you know, in the in in the words of in, in the words of Andy, right? I had to go all the way to Canada to get to know a guy who sits 20 feet away from me. And he's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Oscar moment, but it's a moment about yeah. Oscar that is uh, yeah. really warms my heart. Um, you talked. Also, you the, talked to. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was also the bro hug when Andy wants to at the end of that trip. <laughs> Oscar just shakes his head, sticks his hand out. Back to basics. I like mm-hmm. it. It's a good moment. You talked about uh, the target in season nine. I love when Oscar gets the pipe. Disarm, disarm, and then he's moving around and he's got it kind of held with a backhand, like he's gonna. Swing the pipe backhand. Yeah, <laughs> you are incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, guys, I like to do this on the character profiles, um, which is to say his first line on the show and his last line on the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oscar's first line in the show. You guys better update your resumes, just like I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> the groundwork is laid out right there. And nice. Yes. The alliance. I'm assuming his last line. Yes. Uh, in the pilot. Um, oh, the pilot. And in mm. his last line, he says to Kevin, you're not gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're crying, I think I'm gay. Why do you say that? It's just that I'm so emotional. <laughs> That's his last line, oh, even God. still in episode nine, is is taking care of an insecure straight man. Oh, gosh. The only premature baby is the baby that baby ate. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's this is a this is a Kevin Aaron it. moment, but Oscar has been prepping them to see the the premature baby. Yeah. And uh, Aaron and Kevin turn to each other and they go, "Got it, bimbo. Got it, bimbo." <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh gosh. Oh man, Oscar Martinez. Uh, you know that that was that was a great uh, great um, exploring discussion, breakdown discussion. Yeah, yeah. Did I stutter? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, actually, it was uh, an analysis. <laughs> there's one Oscar moment that we didn't mention that I wanted to, which is Michael's Michael's last Dundies when he shows the thing of him standing in the mirror and like he's impersonating all the characters and Oscar says, uh, the analytical part of me wants to, wants to know what it means, but I know it has no content. <laughs> Let's move on to a conference room. Conference room, five minutes. Hey guys, before we jump into conference room, I just want to uh, call out that you might notice a little dip in audio quality from myself um, because computer issues, I had to unplug my mic. Um, but, you know, we'll be fine for the rest of the show. Just wanted to give you a quick little heads up about why I might sound a little off. Hmm. But for this week's conference room, we are doing another Movie Monday segment. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of TV shows that are out right now that have been created by and maybe starring some of our favorite office characters and writers. Um, so I guess the one that probably is the most pressing and timely that we haven't talked about uh, yeah. is Space Force. And I think Sean, yeah. you're going to take it for that. Yeah, Space Force, um, created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. It's on Netflix. Um, it kind of takes the concept that, uh, well, you know, it, in reality, America now is working on a Space Force division of the military. Um, so Space Force in the TV show, Steve Carell is is the head of it. Um, and uh, and it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sitcom, uh, but not really so much laugh out loud funny. I've read some reviews online that people were hoping for Michael Scott, hoping for that Oscar, uh, that uh, office um, <laughs> kind of laugh out loud, lots of jokes, but it's a little bit more like um, I'd say kind of like a, a little bit more of a, a darker comedy, not so much laugh out loud, um, mm. but I absolutely love it so far. I'm episode six out of 10 mm. um, and it's a star studded cast. You got John Malkovich is um, the MVP of the show. I mean, he's, absolutely fantastic there's i mean there's so many comedians um who stop by um you got uh uh ben schwartz um ben schwartz plays a character called uh like do you know the instagram account fuck jerry yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) his name is fuck tony in the show (laughs) (laughs) but he's supposed to be like a like a p like steve carell's pr guy Mm. um and it's just, it's really like, it's kind of like Steve Carell's whole life is sort of falling apart and Space Force is really just a, a, a chaotic mess. And uh, and he's kind of the one holding it all together. So he's he's really doesn't play that kind of bumbling buffoon um, Michael Scott character. It's mm-hmm. it's a little different. But I think the show's got a lot of heart and, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. So I highly recommend it. So is he more of like a... Is he more the straight man on the show or is he just like the main character who's sort of, you know, having to deal with a bunch of idiots? He is a straight man. There's a there's an interesting like dynamic between him and uh, um, uh, James Malkovich. Uh, uh, John Malkovich. Where, John Malkovich. Thank Malkovich. you. <laughs> where uh, where um, John is the head scientist. Steve is the head of kind of like, you know, uh, has a military background and so they kind of are always sort of like mm-hmm. at, e- at each other or you know battling it out um great and, minds uh, battling it out <laughs> uh but anyways just super uh really been enjoying that a uh, really high quality show nice yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I I'm very interested yet. to check it out yeah i haven't watched it yet either so yeah for sure um, i'm interested to see it um i think I can take the next one, which sure. uh, yeah. is a show by Mindy Kaling or written by, yeah. and I think uh, is, it's a Mindy Kaling show, but it's called Never Have I Ever. It's currently on Netflix. Uh, one, ep- one season, 10 episodes. Um, it's about a girl in high school who is like, uh, I mean, that's basically the premise. Um, I don't yeah. want to give too many details, but it's really great. It's really, really funny and very uh, heartfelt. It's narrated by John McEnroe, which is really funny. Um, 
Oh, John and, Makovich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cannot be serious. No, uh, but it's it's a really funny show. It has a ton of heart. I I, I really loved it, and I wish there was more. So uh, I highly highly recommend it. Cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. I only wish like the girl who plays the main character Debbie is really really great. I just wish it could have starred like a young Mindy Kaling. That's the only way. I could. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, oh no, I am watching a show that's has office cast members in it uh i'm watching season five of the wire right now uh, <laughs> uh amy ryan does appear in it so yeah, yeah. probably uh, flax we'll take i'll take that and yeah i i never i watched the first four and seasons of the Minor. Wire. yeah sure i watched uh um uh, oh and and uh of course the there's the buffalo salesman uh oh yeah harry janarone harry janarone thank you um yeah, I watched the first four seasons of The Wire a while ago. Hadn't ever watched the fifth. Now I'm doing it. Nice. Uh, and that's the end of my story. Oh, I'm also watching Debs, which we talked about. Uh, oh, yeah, Debs. Not an office, but it does have Nick Offerman, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Still in the Greg mm-hmm. Daniels family. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Recommend I just both got ones. through all of uh, Insecure in the last few days. Yeah, Love you, it's, it's man, really you lap me. Yeah. I started watching that. I've been watching that with my girlfriend just slowly. Yeah. And you, uh, you zoom I'm all right the way past. up on it now. It's great. Yeah, it's we awesome. just started it. We just started it, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. Good stuff. All right, what's next in the conference room? Uh, well, we were gonna just <laughs> we were gonna pick which um, star mug would you take if uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, or from, if there's a character that you that wasn't shown on a star mug that you would want. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Do the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Don't see it. Um, yeah, of course. From Kelly's. Uh, Kelly's. What was it? What, what party was it for? Was her birth. It? Her birthday, right? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, it was her birthday. Oh, it was okay. just a party right. she threw. I, I thought it was like American Idol. It's America's Got Talent. I think. Oh, that's it. Okay. It was okay. a watch party. Yeah, that's right. But it's her birthday. That's right. Um, uh, I Customer would survey, love. Five. <laughs> I think. I would love to have a a GSL mug. I don't know if oh he had one. Oh my god, there's so many Gabe facial Lewis. expressions too you could pick from him. Like there's a vast array of Gabe faces you could yeah. you could do. Uh that would be a, that'd be a really good one. Nate? Yeah, I mean Nate. Oh, Nate. Oh, Nate is that... obviously a number one draft pick for anything really. Yo, another show that we've been watching, What We Do in the Shadows. It's great, Nate, yeah. Nate, yeah, on FX, on Hulu. Nate is in that show, and he is spectacular. I've only watched a couple, but I did really enjoy it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he even there is even a scene that I saw, I didn't see the episode that it's in, where he makes the updog joke. Oh, really? <laughs> to, like, a spirit or something, something yeah. like that. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like a mug of that little host of Fundle Bundle, that little stuffed animal. Edward oh, Meow? Edward Meow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Just for fun. Maybe a stuffed animal of Edward Meow would be better. Mm-hmm. But I want a fully operationable store. puppet. Yeah. yeah. The guy at the liquor store? <laughs> With the beard? Mm-hmm. 15 <laughs> bottles of vodka? I think a, uh, a, Hank, a Hank mug would be pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Just like a nice. the the mugshot of Roy. Oh my god, the oh, mugshot! Wow. <laughs> mugshot mug. Uh, the yearbook of Jim. Yeah, all yearbook good. picture of Jim. The chair um, model. The chair model. <laughs> chair model. Uh, yeah, Robert California one would be good. Just James Spader's face. <laughs> Robert the, California. The, would the be face good that he's making when in the credits when he kind of looks like this at the camera. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd like, I want a really tilted. Judging head of Robert yeah. California. Yeah. Maybe Oscar mid uh, oh my god, no color. <laughs> With the little straws. Like yeah. straw. <laughs> yeah. oh. or a moment when uh a moment that we didn't talk about with Oscar. I'm thinking of when he uh in Aaron and Dwight are talking about the Battle of Shroot Farms. Mm. Uh he says, Okay, Gorbidal. Um but yeah, yeah. Somebody wearing the the, the you pink hat. Me when they spank oh. me. Don't do this. <laughs> uh, Bell Schnickel. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm thinking of Cyclops. Ruby <laughs> Cyclops. Oh, you know what? There's another Oscar moment where he says, "Oh God, not again." <laughs> and then when Oscar, or whenever Cyclops walks in. 
Aaron in that really grotesque Halloween mask. It's like the face is melting off. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> That's what you want to Dwight see in the morning. That would be scary. Yeah. Dwight with the pumpkin on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we could go on forever. Let's wrap the show up. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up with some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, so for trivia this week, we have a fan-submitted trivia. This comes from Brooke, uh, and this is opening sequence trivia. First four seasons, unless otherwise noted. Uh, this is going to be tough, you guys. Okay. Uh, here we go. Okay. What is the street name on the sign where the traffic is stopped? There's like a traffic stop at the beginning of the show. Oh. Oh. Oh, Slow, slow Avenue? No, that's uh, that's where the office is. Right. Oh, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know it. Uh, Mulberry Street. Okay. <laughs> Here we uh, go. What is the slogan on the uh, Scranton Welcomes You sign? Is it something to do with the Electric City? They no. Call it that very, it's, it's the it's Electric City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a uh, this is a very uh, mundane uh, okay. sort of. Uh, the city welcomes you, or it's like the. That's pretty close. So it's Scranton welcomes you, and then there's like the next thing. Friendly, okay, what? the friendliest. I don't know. Uh, embracing our people, our traditions, and our future. Yeah, that's... Uh, that was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how same many... thing for any nonprofit in America. <laughs> how many docks are there on the Dunder Mifflin Warehouse site? How many? How many docks? Do- yeah. Oh, oh, oh bay, th- like three or two? It's two or three, right? Two, yeah. Two? Okay. Doc one and Doc two. We see it like yeah. in the chain of events. Oh, okay. Uh, what are the numbers that Kevin types in the calculator? Oh, it's like one six one one or four uh, digits. Yeah. But, uh, does it? Is he spelling out? Is it nine zero zero nine? That's uh, that's a good guess. There's, uh, there's got to be a six in there. Am I going crazy? There is a six in there, and there's the nine in there. So guess nine six six seven or something. What is nine six five three? Nine six five three. What is Dwight okay. shredding in? What is Dwight shredding in the paper shredder? The the it, card. credit card. The credit yeah, card. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, after Michael leaves the show and Andy is manager, so this is later. Uh, what is Andy adjusting on his desk in place of the Dundee? It's 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 this it's the statue or it's the. Uh, the is it the sailor no that's creed creed has the sailor um, no you got it it's the sea captain it is, it is the sea captain but he fumbles and it falls it, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah right what is and this is a, bo- a bonus i guess what is creed's i thought creed's was the uh is creed's a sumo yeah it's a sumo guy. it's like a sumo oh wrestler. my gosh yeah. i've never caught that yeah uh and then uh last question who shot the opening scene footage in scranton oh which uh john krasinski <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's all. Uh, thanks again to Brooke for submitting that. Yeah, all right. Oh, man. Thank credits. you, Brooke. I remember you got us a while ago with like, what does the sign say at the top of the brick building in the middle? And it says pen paper. And I was like, I'm so ashamed that I never, <laughs> that I didn't get that one. Yeah. But well, it's funny because now, I, I mean, I skip it so often, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All Every the time. time. But Every it goes time. through so many iterations. But I still like the, you still see the little moments in the show where they cut for the credits sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, Se- yeah. Season nine almost always is, is cut, is a Short open. truncated version. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just love for, for so long, the shot of Steve Krell is him talking about uh, Stanley's daughter in the Catholic schoolgirl outfit. It's just funny <laughs> that it's, that's what he's talking about every time we see him in the credits. <laughs> Um, well, thank you again, Brooke, for sending in that trivia. And please, uh, if you're listening, send us trivia, send us questions. Uh, we have a phone number, 503-694-9314. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we are now on Patreon live. Hey, hey, hey. You can join for $5 a month patreon.com slash michael scott uh we are our show help us you're gonna you're gonna get a bonus mailbag episode every month you're gonna get to you know we're gonna be on the on the patreon chit chatting um we can all become close friends 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have videos. We'll have all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're dreaming up um, for for doing that. So please uh, support us there and uh, and hang out with us. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who helps us with our social media and designs all our artwork. Special thanks to all our Patreon supporters so far. Uh, and uh, these this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, from our respective homes. Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us, helps people find the show. And most of all, thank you to everyone for listening. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Staying safe. Take care. Um, Wish you all the best. Uh, Thank you again so much, and we'll see you next week. Pippity-poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.